Uh, now, how do I do? Uh, we don't want to wait. <laughs> hey, we don't want to wait. <laughs> you're you're Robin. I'm I'm merely just trying to pull myself together on this frazzled holiday weekend. And you are yes. Steph. I'm Steph. I'm back, ready to podcast. Woo-hoo. We are talking about. <clears throat> we're still in season two. Mm-hmm. We're talking about dead uncles and vegetables. Both back in the saddle again. Mm-hmm. Teach me tonight and help wanted. Help wanted, yes. So uh, we are nearing the end of season two. We have two more episodes to talk about, so that'll be that. That means the next the next podcast we do will be a short episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. I'm I'm anxious to see where this Jess stuff is going. Like I can't see Jess coming back to Stars Hollow. Oh, I can. <laughs> Oh, you think he'll be back? I'm sure he'll be back. But okay. how is the question? Um, I mean, I guess it's Luke just takes him back, but I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, we're, we're skipping way ahead. Yes, we'll <laughs> get into it at the end. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Dead uncles but, and vegetables. All right. So, DAR meeting, on t- you know, uh, Emily had said she's going to have her DAR meetings at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm with Emily. When you get annoyed that somebody has has like clearly a, a messed up answering machine message or voicemail message, and just it just never fixes it. <laughs> yeah, just you can start over. Yeah, you can you can erase that and start all over. Like like, what's the purpose of that? Or did you leave it because it's funny? Did you leave it because you didn't right. care? <laughs> that's the quirkiness of Lorelai. Mm-hmm. She's a she's quirky. <laughs> yeah, she bashed her thumb and she's like, whatever. I'll leave it like that. <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, we got some other daughter thing. Emily is annoyed at her at her daughter, and her daughter is annoyed at her annoyance. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, soup tasting. Uh, Emily finds out about Suki's wedding, and she is totally, you know, just going to take over the wedding planning. Yeah, it starts off with uh, with the CD. Um, you don't want to have a CD. You have to have a live band. You know, you can't a CD will mess up. It's such extreme opposites. <laughs> it's like you need a you need a live string quartet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that Suki was like, "This is going to be just plain, a mm-hmm. uh, simple wedding," and then Emily gets involved, and it's a uh, huge, elaborate. They they wanted to move the gazebo. <laughs> oh, how dare they! I mean. That is ridiculous. I, I, All right. Do we want to talk about the, the wedding planning first? Because it's the silly stuff that gets on my nerves. And let's just get this out of the way. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. The wedding planning. Uh, I mean. Oh, Emily wasn't planning Suki's wedding. She was planning the wedding she never got to plan for Lorelai. Right, right. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, Lorelai, Lorelai, in a way, is also like kind of pushing Suki in a way as well because like in the beginning she's like you know you're going to let me design those bride trade bridesmaid dresses right you're gonna let me create them and you know it's because if not I'll probably secretly be mad at you uh, well I mean that's a that's a typical argument that bridesmaids have like mm-hmm. I want to be involved in your wedding but I don't want you to tell me what I sh- have to wear Mm-hmm. I want to be in control of what I wear because you'll make it's just, that's just the uh, that's a stereotypical bridesmaid complaint. <laughs> so, 
You know, that's just, it was just a joke. Uh, well, I don't know. It, I think Lorelai is very much on the, like, do it yourself, pull it together, you know, um, you know, with what you have. And Emily is very, let's make it the best thing we could ever possibly imagine. And unfortunately, Emily's way is a little bit more of, you know, not really listening to the bride and just doing what you think yeah. is your version of what that, but and I am, I'm all about your wedding should be your own personal taste and style. Right. Not somebody else's. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we start, we start to see like, okay, first this is, uh, the string quartet, but then it's the, uh, the table settings <laughs> scene where, uh, everything is so high priced and, uh, <laughs> I love the, uh, my God, that's a fingerprint. Who touched this? Let me see your hands. <laughs> uh, but but in the end, when Emily and Lorelai are arguing and we find out that, yeah, Emily is planning Lorelai's wedding, Emily says, no, uh, I had yours planned. I had a Russian theme, you know, the Romanovs. Yeah. And then at the end, when Emily goes into Luke's diner and uh, and says, what do you think about the Romanovs? He said, oh, they probably deserved it. Uh, what she said, like two, pa- you know, two, a pair. You're, you know what? Yeah. I love that Emily is like the only one who sees that Luke and Lorelai are perfect for each other. Yeah, it was like that in the that, hospital as well. Yeah, like Emily really likes Luke. You think she likes him, or she she just thinks that that he's kind of perfect for her or or i see i I don't even think about it as they're you're perfect for each other i think it's like oh gosh you're so similar it's inevitable you know why why are you even uh you know pretending um but i don't know if luke is like i don't know i've never seen emily like really warm up to luke though right i mean yeah they had a moment there in the hospital hospital, I i guess so yeah i think she really likes him yeah um, I have okay. here says you say midgets like it's so absurd. Yeah, they use the word midget a lot in this episode. I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> little person now. Yes, like it's not. It hasn't been that long ago, and things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I guess let's get on to the ugh, funeral part. Yes. This was just. I don't know. I didn't. I just did not like this episode. <laughs> I see. I was more turned off by the grosser stuff, but um, okay. What about the grosser stuff? Well, okay. So the guy from Freaks and Geeks is back. The, 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 oh. the second Troubadour. Oh, that's right. Okay. You know anything that has to do with Troubadours, I immediately get turned off. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, let's not m- mention the fact that we uh, uh, we have uh, Grant Lee here uh, doing his cover of "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," and it, just the camera is like, "Oh, let's stay with this for a while." Uh, uh, you know, and we get a couple more lines from him in this episode too. But um, uh, yeah, the uh, the the hippie guy wants to uh, or opens up some sort of like uh, farmers market across from Taylor's. You know, basically right in front of the bandstand. Um, and uh, yeah, Taylor's not happy about it because uh, people are starting to see that there's like fresher vegetables there. And the yes, guy, yeah, the lady from Double Meat Palace. <laughs> she buys Brussels sprouts. Uh huh. Uh huh. And Patty just goes on and on about the parsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is so he's so charming with the ladies. The you know the old biddies that go over there. Um, and and I, I love that Taylor is wigging out. Like yeah. this has this has really got to, you know Taylor's usually the one 
antagonizing people. Somebody is actually antagonizing Taylor this time. This is great. Yes, yeah. I think that's the only thing that's kind of fun about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's like I'd rather see Luke antagonizing Taylor than this guy. Uh, you know, I don't know. Taylor like goes over there and I guess the big lesson that Taylor learns is that, you know, I don't know, maybe he should have asked more about how long he's going to be there. Like you see a farmer's market, you're like, you don't think, oh, it's going to be over <laughs> as soon as the guy's done selling all his vegetables. But the guy just yeah. takes such delight in just torturing Taylor where yeah. like, I don't think Taylor was like with Luke. It's like a long drawn out, you know, you know, Luke is not kowtowing to all the traditions of the town and Taylor is be is very overbearing. So there's this long, Feud between them, whereas with a uh, grocer guy, uh, it just seems to be out of nowhere. Like, what is what's his problem other than Taylor coming over and being frustrated about it, and him just deciding not to explain it to him? I don't know. I didn't like the grocer guy, and and the, the way it ends up. Uh, oh, what, yeah. Why did you put me through that? And he looks at him. He goes, "You put yourself through that." And I'm just yeah. like, "Shut up!" Like, who are you to just? <laughs> Hello, reoccurring character. How dare you <laughs> uh, do a lesson on Taylor? Like, yes, he's obnoxious and uh, uh, is over, you know, it's not even obnoxious, but overbearing. He's overbearing mm-hmm. and, he, and he, you know, but I, I don't know. It's like he's harmless. Like, what's, what, what's Taylor even going to do? Like, the guy, he's just frustrated, really, because he can't even do anything about it. I, I don't know. I, I, I was just like, who's this guy? Who does he think he is? Where if Luke taught him a lesson, I'd be like, ha, ha, ha. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, all right, all right. So Louis, en- enough of that. All right. So Luke's uncle Louis died. Okay, why is Luke's Louis? Okay, Louis is a Danes, but Luke's dad is a Williams. I don't understand. Oh, oh, that's interesting. So how? So it's but it's his father's. Bro- it's a, it's his father's brother, right? Yeah. Why is Luke a Danes? I don't know. Why is a Williams Hardware? Luke's a Danes, Claire is a Danes, and Louis is a Danes. Who's Claire? He's the star of My So-Called Life. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the only other Danes okay. I know. <laughs> okay. So, Luke calls Lorelai at the end and requests nine rooms and tells her that his uncle's died and family's mm-hmm. going to come in for the funeral. He's going to be buried there. <laughs> and so she goes over to the to the diner and she's in this all mode, this, oh, Luke, oh, let me help you. And she, uh, uh, do you know how to make coffee? I'm Kathy Coffee, the best of spring. I'm spring of Miss Folgers and Juan Valdez. Yes, I love it. Just she's she's going to convert everybody into enjoying strong coffee like she does. Yeah, and through this whole episode, Rory is trying to get Jess to help Luke mm-hmm. and to help out. Yeah, she's not helping out. Yeah, and yeah. then which at the end she finds out that he kind of organized the the wake. Yeah, I Je- guess Jess does. Jess likes to do like secret good deeds, but he doesn't like to appear outwardly good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anybody to know that he did something. He's it's the it's the it's the cool teenager thing, I guess. I get. I I mean, I just wonder. I, I does he not care what people think? Does he very much care what people think? It's does I think he's again he secretly cares what people think, and outwardly he tells everybody he doesn't care what people think. Yeah, 
Well, just like it's a, it's a, it's it's I think it's uh, it's unwinnable the war <laughs> to, right. to to make Jess into a a, a you know so called no, normal person. It's like he he is bitter and standoffish and constantly an antagonistic because people don't like him and he and he sees it on everybody's faces. But he does everything he can to make it so people don't like him and, yeah. and doesn't like take credit for anything good that he does. So. <laughs> And then holds a grudge because, you know, he's done good things, but yet nobody seems to acknowledge it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But here it's like, yeah, of course he should be helping out in the diner if Luke's, you know, uncle passed away. That is, you know, it's family to him too in some way. However, the Danes and the Williams is. Is, <laughs> is Jess's last name Danes? No, it's like, no, because uh-uh, it's like some Italian name. Oh, okay. Ven- Ventimiglia? No, like <laughs> mozzarella. Petrelli? No, mozzarella. Petrelli? Uh, starts with an M. Okay. Uh, um, Matarazzo? Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What did you maybe, think of- oh, wait, yeah. maybe Louis is Luke's mother's brother. I don't think it's. Yeah, it seemed that they, at least if if Louis and Luke's, da- and, and Luke's dad, uh, it. I guess it's not exactly. Does, is it explicitly said that it's his brother? I, f- I have a feeling it did. It was okay, like, but um, but I mean, yeah. They, it's not like they couldn't still have a relationship, you know. I mean, you know, I have a couple of brother brother in laws that you know, you know, if I had that kind of like a good solid like they they you know I was the one that got them where everybody else was annoyed by them. Um, yeah, I don't know, or or put up with them. I just, it seems that Luke. Oh, you're saying that brother-in-laws can be as close as brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Luke's dad actually getting along with Luke's brother. It, <laughs> my brain's fried. <laughs> Luke's dad, the Williams. Yeah. And Louis, the Danes. Are they necessarily brothers or are they brother-in-laws, but just as close as brothers? I guess the big question here that I, I need to have answered is why is Luke's last name Danes and his father's last name is Williams? Yes. It, so Did, our brains, are his, it will make sense in yeah, our brains. Are his parents divorced? He seemed to have this. No, he said that um, when his mother died, his dad didn't know where the uh, coupon drawer was. Oh, yeah. So did Luke change his name to his mother's maiden name to, to I don't know. Or maybe he, like, is a big fan of Claire Danes. And I, I have a feeling this will never be explained. Maybe I'll Google it. I'll Google it for next time. Okay. Also, and I'm not le- sure. Unless it's, a, unless it's a spoiler, I'll tell you. Yeah, please. See, I'm not sure why. I, I'm not sure I, I actually quite enjoy somebody having the last name with an S at the end of it. Unless oh, you do? Like a, no, if it's like a, it's, no, if it's a, if it's like a Burgess or, uh, you know, something that flows with the name, but that Danes is <laughs> so like awkward to say. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So. I don't like alliteration like my name. I don't, I hate it. Oh, you're a comic book character. Ugh. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Lorelai and, and Rory take over the diner to help. You, yeah, there's this whole running gag of Lorelai and Diner speak. Yeah, yeah, which is really funny. Um, do, do you think that Caesar's cooking in the back there? Like, we never see who's cooking. <laughs> I'm hoping it's yeah, Caesar. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Our special is uh, Pop-Tart a la mode and uh, 
smoked beef jerky. <laughs> um, is there anything else to say about this? Uh, um, the family, the family are, are too busy to come to the funeral. The oh, reenactors yes. won't come to the funeral because they don't like him. And it turns out that basically Louis is like uh, Luke. He's curmudge- a curmudgeon. And yeah, just, but he's uh, like, he's like even worse. He like throws yeah, rocks at people in small tools. Because you could see it could be that Luke would eventually ter- get worse and turn into his uncle Louie. Right, right. Uh, and it does take Luke a moment to, I mean, I, get, I guess it's when they try to get him in the casket <laughs> that they realize like he just doesn't even care like how it was done, but he wanted all this stuff to be buried with him. Some of that stuff that was, there's something they mentioned, I didn't write it down, but there was something valuable and I was like, Luke, just take that and sell that. <laughs> Oh, it was like baseball cards. Yeah, baseball cards. Tons of baseball cards. Like, don't bury that. How dare you deprive other, you know, people of, of you know, fun baseball yeah, cards. Yeah, because, I mean, that just shows what kind of person Louis yeah. was. No one will he didn't ever get have married, this. And he just got meaner as he got older and yeah. just didn't like people. Well, maybe someone like Lorelai broke his heart. What do you, do you mm-hmm. ever think about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh. So they get the uh, they get the, the reenactors do show up. Uh, yeah. We find out that Kirk is a is an awful bugler, and uh, yeah, then they go ahead and uh, do um, the the wake, and they tell fun stories about Louis. Like for instance, when Kirk trick or treated at his house, Louis reached in his bag and stole candy from him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I'm, I'm maybe I'm just mean and judgmental but if you don't do the time by showing up for the funeral you shouldn't get to come and eat the food yep yep uh-huh but that's just me <laughs> also this is another instance where this like this last scene where they're all telling stories about somebody we've never seen before mm-hmm. it's like it's it's kind of charming but it's also like i don't know it would be more why didn't you come to the funeral you should yeah. come to the funeral. Well, there's like, that. It's like, like they remember, they're remembering the good times. And I guess that's what happens when people die. You remember the good stuff and you forget about the bad stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, they're seeing the bad stuff in a new context. Like, oh, wasn't he like... That was funny. Wasn't he a heel, you know, mm-hmm. rather than what an a-hole. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it's like... Uh, I think this whole Louis stuff would have hit a little bit, a little bit more if we knew Louis at all. Um, that does seem to come out of nowhere. Well, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's. I mean, it's interesting and cute. You know, yeah. oh, uh, Luke's on his on the path to becoming. This is how people become uh, elderly, uh, socially uh, recluse. You know, shut off from people. They just get so negative, and yeah, they just get worse. And this going to happen to Luke if he doesn't get on a different path. Yeah. So uh, it's okay. it's cute. It's okay. But um, I don't know. I don't want to deal with a funeral. I want to <laughs> go to a funeral. Uh. And like we said, em- uh, Emily, Rory finds out that Jess kind of, sort of got involved in planning the wake. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not all bad. All right. Any, any more uh, other thoughts on dead vegetables and uncle dead uncle's vegetables? I do wonder if they maybe should have had 
I mean, we we are now we're we're in the midst of Dean being very upset about the Rory and Just thing. You know, we kind of mm-hmm. left off with him looking through the window and seeing them chatting and mm-hmm. being, like, worried about it. Um, this episode, we don't see him at all, and yet he is she, she is working like for days in the vicinity of Jess. You know, I wonder if they should have put a little like Dean being like. You know, like perhaps sitting in the diner for every scene, <laughs> just like oh, I'm more coffee, please. You know, <laughs> just you know. But maybe they would have had to turn that into a whole other story. Yeah, they can't have all of these actors in all the episodes. Yeah, yeah. All right. I yeah. guess he's getting ready to go on his trip to Chicago to visit his grandmother. Right, 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 right. All right, where are we at? Back, Back in the, the saddle, saddle again. Again, yeah. Rory and Lorelai are starving. The food is on the table. <laughs> Emily will not let them eat. We do not eat in shifts. Mm. <laughs> Elsa, take everything come. back and keep it warm. Yeah. Oh, Lorelai takes uh, food out of her own private stash to eat. <laughs> Emily won't even let her do that. You know, you have to abide by Geneva Code Convention rules, too. <laughs> and uh, Richard, so Richard has a hobby. Yes. He's going to restore an antique car. He comes in. What did uh, Lorelai called him, Gomer? <laughs> that sounds right, Gomer Pyle. Uh, yeah. Or Enos, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we we knew this is the direction that Richard would be going, and that'd be something So, you know, the, 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 the guy's retired, he's looking for something to do, so he gets in, involved in something that's kind of a little bit different than what you'd usually see him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just spending hours at a time in solitary <laughs> repairing an old car. Um, but uh, I don't know. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's what my dad does. Yeah. Did you see the pictures I put on Facebook of my dad living his best life? No, I didn't. He loves uh, restoring Volkswagens. Oh. He's a Volkswagen rescuer. Nice. He's trying to rescue his teenage years, you know, uh, with these 67 Volkswagens. Uh, my parents drove... Uh, Rabbits throughout the seventies and the early eighties, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Volkswagens. I I used to love. I, I wish I a like had access to diesel and <laughs> could drive a stick shifter. I, I would probably be driving a Volkswagen around myself. <laughs> oh yeah, their old one. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember uh, we had a uh, Volkswagens in the in our garage, and my dad would have diesel like specially delivered in a tank. Fill up a tank oh. in the garage, and we he gas they'd gas up before they left the garage. Wow! <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so uh, Luke Dean a- comes into the to to oh, Luke's yeah. diner, mm-hmm. and and Rory's Rory, like, what, are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> and she's looking around like, oh no, will Dean and just see each other oh no what are you doing here uh i knew you'd be here how do you know i was here you're always here yeah i'm not always here we're not always here uh yeah it i I didn't sense the paranoia it seemed like rory was like in a cloud like constantly like oh dean hey (laughs) like just totally distracted not even paying much attention to my rory um oh well see i got the feeling that she wasn't Happy to see him there at the diner. Like she has Dean space and she has Jess space. Uh-huh. And Dean is in the Jess space. Right, right. And, you know, this is right after uh, her uh, talking about the uh, the margin notes. You know, and noticing she can she can know what handwriting is Jess's. 
Oh. she gets margin notes from him. Right. They have their own secret communications. Mm. Her own insight into his mind is, you know, secret little notes. Not love notes per se, but like, you know, like who knows what Jess is writing in those margins. Yeah, like little funny quips or like insights. Like, I think this is a... This is uh, indicative of this or, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's like, I feel like Rory is getting to know Jess more and more and just letting Dean slide away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad is Brad's back. back. Brad's back. Yeah. <laughs> he should face his fears, which are Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and my rabbi agreed. <laughs> oh, so they're right in next to Paris. Paris. Yeah, they're doing this group business project, and they're trying to decide, you know, which moms work. And uh, <laughs> oh, Lorelai so nineties. <laughs> yeah, Lorelai runs a hotel. It's an inn, and so Rory goes to Lorelai, and she was like, "Oh, I've got a good idea. What about Richard? What about Dad?" Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Michelle's mother comes to visit. Ah, yes, and, lovely Giselle. And Lorelai's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I love my mother." Mm-hmm. And they're just all and Lorelai's this is weird. I don't understand this. For somebody to be excited to see their mother. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Lorelai like sees it and from the child's point of view. I can't understand like having a close relationship with my mother, staying up late, gabbing and watching movies. <laughs> it's like Lorelai, you do that with your child. You know? You may not have done that with your mother, but you could probably understand that. <laughs> Huh. Wouldn't it be awesome if Rory, in you know her later years, is as close to Lorelai as uh, Michelle seems to be <laughs> to his mother? <laughs> yeah, he is until Lorelai mentions that he doesn't eat carbs, and for some reason that mm. sets off the mother, makes her upset that he doesn't eat carbs, and then he is like he is really mad at Lorelai, yeah, for messing up his. Him and his mom's relationship because he doesn't eat car. It's the truth. Why should? Why yeah, but should now he's now she's wrong? now she's got to work. Now she now it's like her parent mode clicks on. Where now they before it was like I swear they were you know uh, you've seen Parks and Rec right? Uh huh. It's like they were having a treat yourself day. Like the two of them, <laughs> like let's go yeah. buy like a ton of stuff and not care about it, and let's go eat and have a great time and. Treat yourself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But then she finds out that he's, you know, not as he appears to be. And uh, she th- thinks there's something wrong with that. And why are they not close? And why, why are they not? Why is he lying to me? Why, why is he uh, abusing himself? You know? Um, and yeah, uh, you turned my Giselle into a mother and I hate you for it. <laughs> mm. uh, so Richard comes to the... Um- business the uh the project meeting and then suggests that they have it at his house so they all meet mm-hmm. and, and him th- I, I really love richard and paris together teaming up like she's looking up to him as a father figure yes and i he, will, uh yeah go ahead i was just that he uh they they bounce ideas off of each other so mm-hmm. well they work well together and he's and he is so just so excited and energized and inspired by this group. Yes. I was looking. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop with Richard and Paris. I was waiting. Because, like, there's that one scene where, you know, they all come to uh, uh, his house. And I think 
Richard tells Rory to sit at the head of the table. You're the leader or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he starts the meeting and they go immediately to Paris and Paris, uh, you know, starts, you know, telling things. And I was like, well, I was waiting for like, oh God, you know, is Rory going to be like upset because Paris is like taking her oh, spot? Oh yeah. Well, it's just typical that, you know, it doesn't matter who the leader is. If Paris is around, Paris is the leader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And maybe Rory just kind of. I don't know. Accepts that, Accepts knows that, that and, and understands. Also is not like insecure in her. Yeah, not threatened by. Yeah, it. not threatened by it. Exactly, it, it, mature enough to see that maybe this is something a Paris actually needs. You know, would enjoy. You know. Yeah. So uh, lots of ideas get thrown back and forth, but they come up with a like a first aid a locker, first aid kit, and yeah, uh, sounds nice. Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like uh, it, at least it looks like a Samsonite. Yeah, have different colors, different uh-huh. patterns. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They didn't win, and Richard has a str- has a serious conversation with Headmaster Charleston. I saw Headmaster Charleston in a play. You did? Yes. Where? He was, when? He was the ju- when I was in New York. I saw To Kill a Mockingbird, and he was the judge. He was uh, hilarious. Oh my god. I kept thinking, I know that voice. Who is that? Who is that? I know him from a million things. And looked him up, and yeah, it was Headmaster Charleston. Wow. It was great. Uh, um, Ed Harris was just okay. Oh, you saw Ed Harris? He was uh, Atticus? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. It's all right. Uh, All right. (laughs) But it was in the theater where a chorus line ran. Oh, of course, yes. You know, the longest running, so... Kelly Bishop, Kelly another Bishop. The spirit of Kelly Bishop was in the house. Connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is an interesting uh, thing here. Um, you know, Richard is really upset about this fair. He's helping with this fair, or helping with uh, you know Rory and Paris's project or whatever, and uh, gets really offensive. Uh, you know, offended when uh, Charleston strikes down their plan, and I don't know. When we when when the, when Charleston um, first sees their sees them in their project, he's kind of like uh, you know he has this t- discussion with Richard and he's like, "What what have you been doing?" You know, and since you've retired, and Richard's like, "Well, this," and he seems to kind of like look down his nose at it, and then we and then the the contest you know is ruled and the, somebody else wins, and it seems that uh, you know Richard. Or it seems that Charleston is in charge is the one that actually picks the winner, mm-hmm. right? Because he's like, we'll have a recount, uh, and again, somebody else wins. You know, so I wonder if it was uh, you know Headmaster Charleston's own you know prejudices. You know, maybe he was like, I feel so sorry for Richard. He needs a wake up call or something. So I'm not going to pick his, which is clearly clearly the winner. And he seems, or like he felt like you know even threatened by him. Uh, maybe he felt like. Who's this guy I think he is coming in here thinking that, you know, he's just going to run this show too. You know, this is my show. And the, and of course, just like the freaking grocer, he drops the, oh, they're not making a scene. You are. Like, this is your problem. This is your fault. You know, this is this is not, you know, I'm good. I've taken it upon myself to teach you a lesson. You know, I just. Mm. So if you had Master Charleston, if you grocer. I just think it was. Don't you, did, did did you get that thing? Thought like no. they didn't actually like not win. It was because Charleston was like decided. Do you think Charleston really picked the la- the best one, or he did he? I I thought they that they just picked the best one. I don't know okay. what it was, but well, if it it, it would have been a lot more clear 
if Charleston was the only one that was judging, you know, but it seemed like he was. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so Richard's really upset and uh, Lorelai uh, suggests a psychiatrist. We do not go to psychiatrists, says Emily, which... <laughs> Oh yeah, we're too good for that. You know, we're we're different people than that. <laughs> we are special. <laughs> so he says that uh, he owes a lot to Rory because he's done a lot of thinking, and now he is, and, and he realizes how bored he is, and he's he's tired of trying to find something to fill his time. So he's going to go into business for himself, or consult, he's, or teach. Which I thought that like they kept on bringing teaching up. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so he's going to be a teacher, or is he going to go to Chilton? You know, is he going to work for Charleston? So. No, he said he was going to teach one of Lorelai's business classes. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, I, I, you know, it's just an option mm-hmm. that he threw out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other thing that happens in this episode is uh, dealing with Dean and his insecurity. And mm-hmm. uh, it's sad. He's really hanging is. around. Laura, uh, Rory's busy. <laughs> She's busy living her life and he's hanging around and calling 14 mm-hmm. times a day and he's washing her car for her and so Lorelai has a heart to heart and you know you had to give her some space let her break, give her some time to miss you yeah it's weird that Lorelai isn't you know seeing um, yeah she's not absolute, seeing she's what we're seeing yeah exactly she's not or like just refu- like she's I, I, I assume she sees it but she is trying to give him Ideas that I don't know might work if someone just felt smothered and it didn't have something to do with some other boy. Mm-hmm. If if it was just he was smothering her, you know, and not giving her enough space, that then it might have worked. But unfortunately, there's a there's a wolf in the hen house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> His name is Jess. And Lorelai is. It's just so weird how she was so against Dean at first, and now she's so against uh, you know not being for Dean. She is so for Dean now. Well, I mean, there's Dean and then there's Jess. <laughs> Jess, is, Jess is trouble, you know? And, you know, from a parent's eye, and it's going even, gonna to be even worse pretty soon here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a sad thing where, like, um, Lorelai uh, drops Rory off to go to Luke's with Lane, but it seems to be that she's probably going to see Jess there and is going there because of Jess um, and then goes back home and sees Dean waiting. And he says that she likes Jess, doesn't he? Doesn't she? And mm. uh, then walks away moping. And it's just so sad, you know, like someone tell this kid like the truth, you know, or, I mean, I yeah. guess he sees it, but I don't know. It is sad. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. Do you do you just drop your significant other? Like, do you tell them? Do you be? I mean, do you? Are you just like honest and say your feelings are conflicted, or do you just kind of let it slide for days and weeks at a time until perhaps? I mean, I guess that's what what uh, where Rory is. She yeah. feels guilty that she's fallen out of love with Dean, mm-hmm. and guilty for falling in love with Jess, but. Right. The heart wants what the heart wants. Yep. Uh, all right. So you want to get into uh, Teach Me Tonight? Lorelai hates crossword puzzles. <laughs> they make her feel stupid. How? Doesn't wouldn't doesn't Lorelai have like a, a pretty impressive well 
Oh, again, vocabulary? They're not, they're not 10 letter. She doesn't use 10, 12 letter words constantly, so <laughs> maybe not. But I don't know. She seems to have a lot to say and many words to use to describe it. And so many different references to different pop culture things and literature things. Yeah. I, I would think that they might be she fun would be, her. Yeah, she would be really good at crossword puzzles. And the more the more you do crossword puzzles, the better you are because they they tend to use the same the same uh, clues all the time. Right, you know, right. constantly, over and over. Like Eli Wallach is always <laughs> I don't know who Eli Wallach is. I only know him from crossword puzzles. Yeah, it used to be a joke playing trivial pursuit in my like teenage years and twenty twenty year old years. My friends and I would play trivial pursuit a lot. And uh, when we didn't know the answer, we usually just say Richard Nixon <laughs> because <laughs> Richard Nixon would usually be the answer to, to so, would, to so many different things. Uh-huh. Like, oh, sorry, you're wrong. It's Richard Nixon. Like, oh, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Taylor is uh, running the cash register. There's a different cash, uh, different sack boy because uh, Dean is out of town in Chicago visiting his grandmother. Yeah. Uh, we got to get Dean out of that town because we need more more to happen between Rory and Jess. Gotcha, writers. Yes. Yep, got to get Dean out of the way. For get him out of there temporarily. <laughs> uh, I like Taylor keeping an eye on the penny jar. That seems very Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> the so, rules are the rules, and they people better follow them, or I'm going to have to change things around here. Right? <laughs> yeah, because I'm in control. <laughs> yes, uh, you would think I'm the mayor, but I'm not. Uh, so <laughs> the the the. The annual movie festival's yes. coming up, and Lorelai finds out that he's showing The Yearling again. What's The Yearling? And Have you ever seen The I, Yearling? It, no, it's a deer. Is it about a deer? He said there's you know wonderful scenes of nature and fun for the whole fam. That's the thing. It's got to be for it's got to be for everybody. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. It's got to be family friendly that everybody can see. Because because uh, he's like he just gets exasperated. All right, Lorelai, if if you are constantly criticizing me for this, then you do it. You, you you're never involved in it. You do it. And she's so excited. She has to wear the crown, which and, is so weird. Again, he's being control freak about the penny jar, but he gets slightly annoyed by Lorelai, and he just immediately hands it over to her and it's like uh, we should have suspected that <laughs> we should have known something was up yeah yeah but it wasn't as simple as just saying oh let's show wizard of oz or now the that, sting or sophie's choice or rocky yeah uh that that is definitely something that i think i would spend a lot of time fussing about like oh, what movie to yeah. pick that would satisfy everybody I get so annoyed when I drive in a car with people that maybe don't have the same music taste as I am or I do, you know, or, uh, you know, so I get like nervous, like, what, what, what do I play? Like, what do you want to listen to? You know, and they're oh, like, I do oh, too. whatever. When, and I'm like, no, when somebody, don't tell me whatever. When, when coworkers come into the break room and I have the television on TCM usually, like I feel so self oh, dude, what do they want to watch? Yeah, yeah. Am I bothering them? Oh, yeah. And so I'd usually just give them the remote and say, here. They're usually – nobody wants to watch television. They want to be on their phone. They want to, <laughs> they want to get on Facebook. They don't care what's on the television. Uh, the Yearling uh, starring Gregory Peck uh, from 1946. A, a boy persuades his parents to allow him to adopt a young deer. But what will happen if the deer misbehaves? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> kind of like what you were saying about your daughter's excited to see Christmas prints, and it's okay that they see it because it's so uh, has no rough edges at all. Yes, yes. So, 
Oh, we should definitely tell folks. I didn't even. I, I was thinking I should have put it in the on our group and on our Twitter, but um, iZombie Podcast actually just uh, released a uh, Christmas episode. We, we iZombie's been done for a while, but we just did a comment, a drunken commentary on Christmas Prince uh, the Third, <laughs> the Royal Baby. Uh, so if you want to go on the Diet Zombie feed, that's there waiting for you. If you're just sitting around bored and you're like, I want to watch a Netflix uh, sh- uh, show and uh, or a movie and uh, listen to uh, two um, dum dums uh, chattering. <laughs> I know I was drunk. Were you drunk? Uh, yeah, was, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> like I said, I've been drinking like all day, and then I came home and was like, all right, time for Royal Baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's there for you folks if you want to uh, listen to it. Maddie enjoyed yeah, cr- it. <laughs> Did she? Oh, good, Maddie. Yeah, she, she replied a few times to our iZombie Twitter. Okay. Uh, crimes and misdemeanors. Not a family-friendly family, family friendly Oh, maybe. was that one of the uh, options that was presented? Yes. That gets a um, crap. Hmm? What's his name? You know. That guy from New York. Was that Woody Allen you talking about? Is it Woody, Woody Allen? Woody Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew it because you said that guy from New York that narrowed it right down for me. No, I just remembered it was Woody Allen. <laughs> okay, 7.45 on Wednesday or whatever. The phone rings and it's Christopher. Ah, yes. Oh, so, I've got a conspiracy theory. I've got what? a theory. What? Something's going on with him and Cherry. Something's going on with him and Cherry. Because when he calls, he's real busy, Okay. He 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 and and has a really short conversation with Rory, and mm-hmm. you know we are leaning in the direction of yes, it's because he doesn't want to talk to Lorelai, he doesn't want to get into anything about Lorelai. But when Sherry's name comes up in the conversation, he's just like he basically is like oh you know she's good or whatever. It kind of moves right along with that. Like there are two times that Christopher changes pushes the conversation along to something else, and it's when Sherry comes up and when Lorelai comes up. And, and I'll just skip right to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, while they were, uh, they're sitting together, uh, you know, he says, I wish I could stay. And Lorelai says, well, you should get back to Sherry. And Christopher says again, I wish I could stay. Something's mm. going on between those two. They're not long. And I think, I honestly think that, you know, after that, you know, upsetting, that what upset Christopher so much when he left with Sherry um, you know, the argument with Lorelai, I'm thinking that kind of messed him up a little bit and it kind of screwed things up with him and Sherry. Because it's like, oh, if I wasn't with Sherry, I could be with Lorelai. Right. Lorelai was, yeah, it, just this, this timing thing. The timing thing. Was, was all was, messed up. So now I have to like, you know, drop drop the thing that is good for me to make sure that I'm still open for but, you know, maybe he hasn't dropped her yet, but I'm thinking it's coming soon because he doesn't really want to talk about her to, at, all, at all. It's either mm-hmm. that or the writers are just not interested in filling in any, any, any story on what's going on with him and Sherry. And they just want to concentrate on, um, you know, Chris, Chris and Lorelai had an argument and they need to patch things up. And uh, they do at the end of the episode. Um, but I do suspect something's going on with him and Sherry. Okay. So I'm just putting that out there. We will see. All right. Uh, uh, but but more importantly, Rory finds out that Lorelai and Christopher are something's up with them, that they're not speaking, but right. that he didn't want to talk to her and she didn't want to talk to him. And she doesn't want to say anything to Rory. Mm-hmm. Some things are adult business, uh, even though your mom is your best friend. 
Uh, Luke gets called to the principal's office because uh, Jess is not doing anything. And every baseball on campus is missing. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the gnomes. Yeah. Just like 500 baseballs are somewhere. I gotta, I gotta hand it to Jess. Like, like, the, like the crime scene is a little jarring, but stealing every single baseball in town is pretty. Like, I just stand up and kind of golf clap that. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that the poor baseball team now has to use tennis balls, <laughs> <laughs> like it really affects the. Like, yeah, you you hit a you hit a tennis ball with a baseball bat. Those, that, those suckers will fly. <laughs> They'll just be gone forever. Yeah, he said different results. <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, so yeah, he's like, you know, you need to tutor him. Well, I, you know, you got a mm-hmm. note back there saying probably that I'm like trade school material. So Luke can't tutor him. They need a family member. There is no family member. So who is the best tutor? Rory. Mm-hmm. So Luke goes and oh, they're trying to decide on the movie when Luke knocks on the door. Lorelai's like, oh, Pauline Kale back from the dead. Hello, hello, Pauline. <laughs> And Luke brings her special brownies. Yep. Triple the amount of, quote-unquote, cocoa. Mm-hmm. He, he said I needed uh, to give them to somebody with superhuman chocolate tolerance. And your name came up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to make a joke that he put weed in him, but I, I seriously doubt that. <laughs> yeah. uh, take it back just a moment. Luke and Jess get into it over it, and Jess is like, whatever, about being held back a grade. And I just think to myself, like, I can't imagine a kid would be so bitter that he wouldn't care about spending an extra year in high school. Like, when you're you're goofing off, you're screwing off, you know, you're messing things up, you're, you're being a rebel or whatever. It's one thing. It's another thing, like, you've now just given yourself a, a sentence of an extra yeah, year in the place that but, you don't want to be. But there's a lot of kids that they hate school. They don't participate. They know they're going to fail and have to stay in school another year. And they, it still doesn't doesn't uh, encourage them does any more to do better. You know, you would think that they would just do buckle down, get better, and, right. and hate. Like I hated high school. You know, uh-huh. I just wanted to get out of high school. Uh-huh. But and, you can't get out if you <laughs> sentenced to another year. Do what now? You can't get out any sooner if you're sentenced right. to another year. Correct. I don't know. It's like so, you, you tell your people that don't think that way. Yeah. They don't think like we do. They don't care. I guess it's one and thing I where like I don't want to do it. For, I don't want to do it for to please you. I don't want to do it for myself. Oh, I do want to do it because I want to get out of here as soon as possible. So, or maybe Jess is just thinking in his brain that he's just going to drop out eventually. Yeah, maybe that's what he's thinking. So he's he not going to go to college. So what does it matter? Right. Right. Maybe I'll work in a diner. Oh, He's like, I will be 20 miles south of wherever you are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Kirk it, goes to Lorelai and wants her to show his movie that he's been working on for five years. But he thinks that he could, if he rushes, he can get it done by next Thursday night. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Kirk uh, is now a film, <laughs> a film, a director of film and the creator of film, producer of film. Um yeah, he says uh, Akira Kurosawa is in his soul, and she's and Lorelai says uh, I love Seven Samurai. Oh, I met Asad Kalata, director of many episodes of Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that, that kind of sets that up. He wants he want he's hoping that maybe he can get his film shown on movie night as well. Um, so 
I'm sorry, just take it back just a step, though. Uh, when Luke goes to Lorelai to ask about um, Rory tutoring Jess, he intentionally has a private conversation. Okay, really weird, grown man saying, I want to talk to your daughter in her bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that was weird. You know? Uh, but it's like, I don't understand. Because Luke seems... At first, I was like, oh, Luke knows that Lorelai doesn't want her and Jess to hang out together. So I'm going to get to Rory first and appeal to her. And then she'll say, okay. And then she'll have... You know, Lorelai will have to go along with it. But, you know... When Lorelai stops Luke outside the house as he's leaving, he says that, you know, Rory's on a path I'd like to see Jess go on. He doesn't seem aware at all that Lorelai is worried about Rory and Jess being together as, you know, uh, something more than just, you know, him being kind of trouble. I don't know. It just seemed like... No, because from... from Luke's perspective, the greatest thing in the world would be for Jess and Rory to to hook up and right. become a, a couple. He is encouraging this uh, friendship. Right. It's it just like, I wasn't quite sure why Luke decided to talk to Rory by by themselves without Lorelai being a part of it. Oh. If, if he wasn't like aware that Lorelai was really, and, would really be against it. And would be afraid that Lorelai would would yeah. forbid yeah. Rory from doing this or talk try to talk her out of it. I don't know. I don't mm. know. I think I think it was just a quirky little thing. Yeah. yeah. I that's that's what I came down to. I was like, okay, so this is another kind of like a writer thing. It's like we don't need to have Luke talk to Rory about this whole thing and then have them have a you know a discussion about it because you know I like I like the fact that they try to preserve you know Luke and Rory having a relationship. Um it's not something that has to be written that we have to see. We right. can just, yeah. And then, uh, we need, then we need Luke and Lorelai to have a conversation afterwards on their own. So Rory doesn't have to be a part of that one. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. I thought it was more like a, a writerly thing. Like, we need to split these conversations up or else they'd just be like overlapping each other. <laughs> yeah, and we would be hearing the same, the same information twice. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, but, oh wait, I was looking up Napoleon Dynamite oh, yeah? because because that Kirk's movie just with the dancing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Oh wait, we haven't seen the movie yet, have we? No. Okay. Spoilers. All right. I was just thinking Napoleon Dynamite, but Napoleon Dynamite came out like two years after this. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Teaching. All right. So Rory is like telling Lorelai it's a lie to Dean. Mm, yeah, tell her I'm with Lane. And well, if it's so innocent, then why do I have to lie mm-hmm. for you? But I did like that Rory was like, "All right, we're not going to be studying alone. We're going to be studying at Luke's." Although I didn't realize that they were going to the diner was going to close and nobody was going to be in there but those two. <laughs> so maybe less I'd be less trusting if uh, of that. But yeah, uh, so Jess is uh, being his old charming self. He, Gives her a does a couple of magic tricks, ginormous apple, uh, the cards. I like that Rory just kind of throws them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? He's oh, he writes he writes down Clash lyrics or not Clash? Yeah. Sex Pistols. No nope, Clash? Clash. Yeah, Guns of Brixton. And, and uh, so she she guesses what song it is, and then yep. he says, 
I have this book, you know, do you want to read it? And she gets on to him. But after she gets on to him, she was like, yes, I would really like to borrow it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, like they have the same interest. Yeah. They're, exactly. they're interested in the same thing. Yeah. Unlike Dean, who's just a total drag, right? Um, <laughs> Suddenly he used, they used to have the same interest. He yeah. used to try to, to, to get into things she was into reading Jane Austen, but, yeah. but now he's into boy stuff, oh, like yeah. cars and Baseball. motorcycles. Um, they have a, a an entire pie in front of them, but all of a sudden they need to leave to get some ice cream. And insult. Well, upon- they, I, well, they say it, they say that there's ice cream there, but they won't do for an ice cream. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, if we go get ice cream, we'll come back, and I promise I will concentrate. Again, Lorelai uh, is right. Lorelai thinks that Jess is going to be a bad influence on Rory, and he is. <laughs> Like she is there to do something that she told Lorelai that she was going to do, and that that's that's all it is. And yet here we go. Uh, it, they're not doing that. He's influencing her to go get some ice cream and, and talk yeah. about the clash because, instead of because we've seen it a million times. Somebody try to get Rory to go do something else, but no, she has to study on Friday, so she won't be behind, and then she needs to to do her extra credit. You yeah. know. Yep. She's very focused, very, uh, you know, very dedicated to studying. And this, yeah, she's easily, oh, okay, we'll go get ice cream someplace else and then come back later. Mm-hmm. And insults upon insults, Rory allows Jess to drive the car that Dean got for her. Like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like if I was Dean and I'd see, I saw that, I'd just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'd be so upset, you know? And here they are. Uh, driving, eating ice cream, and he does these little games where he's like letting go of the steering wheel and having her. Has anybody seen Dawson's Creek? <laughs> Mitch Leary, anyone? Mm. I'm like, I'm like sitting there going like through these scenes. I'm like, they're gonna get into an accident. They're gonna get into an accident. There's they they well, t- through this whole storyline. You know that this jazz thing is going to culminate in something bad happening. It, right. I mean, like it's just they've been foreshadowing it. And telling us that no good is going to come of this relationship. Good. He's going to get her in trouble. There's a moment, you know, they, they they kind of like have a bonding moment where he's talking about what he wants to do, just travel. And she does the whole. Uh, but you Christiane. could do more. You could do more. Yeah. Well, you know, if you listen to my mother and you listen to Luke and you listen to this person, listen to that person, you know, I'm not going to college. But you could. No, I, I'm not going to college. Right. <laughs> and uh, and. Then this whole thing where she says what she wants to do, be the war, war journalist or whatever, like Christiane Amapur, and and he's like, oh, I'm going to train. You can, um, I can drive straight at you, and you can jump out of the way or something like that. And then they have this moment of their them just staring at each other, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hello, will somebody look at the road? <laughs> will somebody look at the road? <laughs> and uh, and nope. And it, there's a choice. We can go back. We can do what we were going to do, or we can drive a lot off together somewhere. And uh, Rory decides to uh, let Jess keep driving. And uh, uh, of course, there's an accident. <laughs> we don't see the accident, and that uh, that is something that uh, we're going to probably uh, find out more about. I'm sure eventually. But all we know is there was an accident. The she drove through a bench or something. Uh, sorry. I don't mean to spoil anything. He drove through a bench. Yeah, a cat <laughs> or a customer Do- or a dog Deuces. ran across the street and just swerved. Yeah. And, and destroyed Taylor's bench. 
So so Lorelai is called and she goes to the hospital and this receptionist. <laughs> My daughter was in an accident. Is she here? Sit down. We'll be with you just in a minute. Um, no. <laughs> no. You just, I mean, she's not sitting there like on the phone with somebody, uh, you know, relaying some sort of emergency. She's not uh, uh, calming down a di- another mother uh, or, 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 you know, patching somebody up. She's sitting there like looking through like paperwork. You could at least tell her what's going on or, you know, if, if her daughter is there and if she is all right. Like, how dare you? I, I'd be like, I'd be so mad. Yeah. Yeah, because usually people are very helpful to, for parents because I have used, oh, but my daughter, I need to go this way because my daughter went that way. I've used that a million times yeah. and I've gotten by with things. <laughs> I've gotten to get into places or go through doors that I wasn't supposed to go through because I've, I use my daughter, you know, as an excuse. They don't know how old my daughter is. Oh. <laughs> my daughter could be five. Right. My daughter could be 25. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we go into the exam room and holy crap, we see this doctor from behind. I, I was like, oh, my God, Noah Wiley is here as a cameo. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, it really looked like Noah Wiley from behind. And the, the voice, it just sounded like. No, Wiley. I was like, that's funny. They're going to do like an ER joke, you know? Yeah. Well, she does say, uh, shut up, let uh, George Clooney talk or something like that. Oh, she does say that? Oh, man. I guess I was too distracted writing. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, it's just a hairline fracture. She has to wear this cast a couple of weeks. It'll be fine. And But Mm. she calls Chris. She's so upset. Oh, she's so upset. I love that. She calls Christopher. She tells Rory, no, I'm not mad. And then they say, you know, she like demands like all sorts of different x-rays or whatever. And... They said, oh, it's going to be an hour, so if you want to get some coffee. <laughs> and she steps out of the room. You can see her face like go, okay, I'm calm. I'm really freaking mad. And I'm gonna go to- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get some coffee. I'm going straight to Luke's to get some coffee. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to take Jess's head off. Yeah, you, skip, you, you, skipped, uh, you skipped all this to, to go to Christopher, but uh, she does go to Luke's. And mm. uh, wow. Um, she tells him... That little punk nephew of yours almost killed my kid tonight. And Luke is also like desperate. He's like, doesn't know what happened with Jess. Where is Jess? He's certain it was an accident. You know, it's not like he tried to kill her, you know? Um, And uh, I mean, they're both like upset and then angry at each other for not giving them the the reaction that they want to hear, I guess. I don't know. And like Lorelai... Lorelai is super mad and wants to hear Luke say, like, you're right, you're right, I'm so sorry, you know, uh, you know, I'm so sorry this happened with Rory, blah, blah, blah. But Luke is, of course, worried about Jess. He's a child that, you know, he's in charge of and he mm-hmm. you know, obviously cares about him um, in his own way <laughs> and uh, and needs to find, has no idea where he is. He's been in an accident and he's just missing. Uh, and... Uh, and then he says he has to find Jess, and it cuts into your screaming time. That's just too damn bad. And then they both tell each other to go to hell. I was like, mm. oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this episode, Lorelai makes up with Christopher yeah. later on, but she's mad at Luke now. Yep, yep. And that's when she calls uh, Christopher crying, and Luke finds Jess on the bridge, and uh, he says that he made sure that Rory was okay, and Luke says he knows. And uh, and Lorelai um, brings Rory home, packs up in her room to sleep, and I love the whole impression. Like I'm giving the chair a pillow, I'm giving the chair a blanket. <laughs> Shh, quiet, the chair's trying to sleep, and she just sits there. 
And then, yeah, she wakes up and it seems that Chris is teleported there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we find out that the car is totaled, which I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Oh, uh, and Chris, you know, does not let me down in being super awesome. He says he not only says uh, the two things I noted was uh, I'm going to need a picture of this Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to kill, murder the wrong person. That would be bad. Yep. And I love that when Lorelai says, "I love the super. I like the superhero you." And Chris looks at her and says, "Just trying to keep up." So it's like he's not like going like you're damn right. You know, like I'm 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 dead and I'm here and I'm. But he's acknowledging like no 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 like you are. You're the example I, I I I see, you know, and I'm I'm just trying to like be like you, you know. I like that he acknowledges that Lorelai is real is a real superhero. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the other one. Sherry's okay with you staying here. Rory comes first. That's all he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, no talk about what Sherry thinks. So no talk about what Sherry's doing. No idea mm-hmm. what's going on with Sherry. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they make up. Yay. Yes. Uh. Oh, I I just wanted this this line between Rory and Lane. Like I think like Lane says something about like oh Dean's going to be completely fine and you know everything's going to cool off or whatever, and uh, you know it says it sarcastically and Rory says sarcasm does not become you and Lane says maybe not but it does sustain me. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> like yeah, that. she put an Emily the Strange uh, sticker on her cast. Yeah, yeah. An an angry girl for an angry an, an angry arm or something. <laughs> and, yeah. So uh, the short film is screened. Uh, Kirk got uh, first. We see that he got Mary Lynn Raskub uh, from Twenty Four on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it, Chloe! Uh, different Chloe. And then all of a sudden, the great John Polito shows up. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and it's so strange. It's it's very avant garde. I wrote down. Am I watching Eraserhead? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like yeah, without they, the gross stuff. They sit it they sit in silence and it shows them like close up each of the character, the mother, the father, Kirk, and the daughter. The and then it shows the cat, the, the cat, dog, yeah. the hamster. <laughs> That's my favorite part. And then they drop uh white lines, which um I know from Shaun of the Dead. Now did Shaun of the Dead Shaun of the Dead came out later than uh this episode. This is two thousand two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, white lines. And dances to that And uh, yeah I agree with Chris What he says He says this town is like one big outpatient mental, mental institution That's going to be the it, twist at the end of the Lorelai, series right? And Lorelai says thanks for joining us Or something yeah. like that <laughs> Shaun of the Dead 2004 So it was a couple years mm. Wow Gilmore Girls Like here we go with like a Napoleon Dynamite Ending to a uh, <laughs> a short film And uh, dropping a, a a song from That they used in uh, Shaun of the Dead Yeah Gilmore Girls did it first. Gilmore Girls did it first. <laughs> Miss Patty did the choreography for the short. Oh film. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we cut. We're, we kind of end on with with uh, Babette gossiping to Patty that yeah. rock just to the bus, but we and just wanted to go. Just did want to go. What will we do for entertainment now? Beast the hell out of me. Like, why did Jess want to go? Like, was he so ashamed? Like, he didn't care what people thought. He wanted to cause. 
caused problems for people, but when it came to hurt and to being the cause of hurt and Rory, he was so ashamed that he couldn't show his face in town anymore. See, that's what we're led to assume here at the end of the episode. But we also know that Justice always wanted to leave. <laughs> I think the only thing he'd want to stick around for is Rory. But mm-hmm. Rory got hurt during this accident. And yes, it seems that maybe Jess is leaving out of guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke probably realizing that, yeah, that you're not, you're not going to be able to walk like a block in this town for a while because you crashed this car. Rory got her and Dean, this, this Dean kid's going to be super pissed. Um, you know, as much as Luke doesn't like Dean <laughs> anyway, but he, he wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. But Rory is, everybody loves Rory. Everybody right. in this town is so protective of Rory. So it makes sense that. Why Luke would say, you know, you're right. You you probably should go, you know, and especially if Jess is asking to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find out at the end of the next episode, Jess wasn't driving. And it's something I suspected the entire episode, the entire episode. What? That Jess wasn't driving. It was Rory. Was she? That's okay. Let's just go through the episode and okay. I, will, I, I will point out all the clues. And, uh, and you know, then the end scene kind of, uh, I think verifies it. Um, all right. So help wanted, help wanted, uh, Luke and Lorelai are having a thing, a thinglet. (laughs) And it turns out that, um, I I just love the whole, like Lorelai's just confident that everything's going to be fine. He'll be crabby. I'll be adorable. (laughs) I will charm him. I will win him over. Yeah. He will. There's no way Luke will stay mad at me. But uh, Luke is gone. Gone fishing. Gone fishing. So they go to the Hungry Diner. Which has no ambiance or charm to it at all. Well, it's just it's, a regular old diner. Uh, I uh, mean, nobody's the, in there. Uh, it's not like a 50s diner. It's just like a, I don't know. They, I mean, they're dressed up like the 50s, but it seems like just a regular, like, chain diner. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Lorelai's like, what's up with these tiny cups, these tiny coffee cups? Yeah. She asked for a coffee bowl. (laughs) And then it turns out. Michelle is eating there. It's Michelle's place. (laughs) Lorelai just immediately starts eating off his plate. Um, Or at least tries to, I think. I forget. Uh, So Lorelai and Rory make a deal. Um, Rory's got to get out of. Get out a Friday dinner Because she's got to get to Dean Before Dean talks to anybody And Mm. Lorelai realizes that Emily's going to flip So uh, You know She needs to think of a good excuse And right now she's taking really huge bees (laughs) But Emily just assumes it's the flu Because the flu's going around Right, right So we find out Richard has started the Gilmore Group which yes, is, his his articles of incorporation arrived. Mm-hmm. He's a consultant, mm-hmm. and he's upset because Margie's not coming on board with him. She's not leaving Even her steady job. <laughs> yeah, and because he's not, uh, he's not, like he just thinks she should just come, you know, out of uh, out of uh, loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not paying her. If she, if you paid her, she would come. And that's what Lorelai's. You know, you can afford to pay her. Right, and it's strange because like. Richard is immediately like seeing this as like, oh, without Margie, I can't do this. So therefore, I need to just stop everything. And mm-hmm. Emily, for some reason, is like egging him on. And she's like, oh, you're probably right. 
And Lorelai is stunned that this is happening. I wonder why this why this is why Emily. Yeah, like, Mar- well, because Margie does everything for because men like Richard, they have Emily at home to do everything for them, and <laughs> yeah. they have a Margie at work to do everything for them. Right. What they actually do is very little. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, like, do you think Emily is like behind him throwing in the towel because she realizes that? Margie and him are kind of a unit at this work or like he couldn't he couldn't do it without Margie or is it that she does not want him to do this? No. No, she's no. I don't think she cares one way or the you know, she doesn't care one way or the other. She wants him to do what he wants to do, but yeah, it's just this old-fashioned way of thinking that uh maybe he's just just what they're used to. They he's used to Margie. Maybe she's thinking that Without Margie, it's just going to cause him more stress, and that's not what they're looking for. That's mm-hmm. not what she needs from for Richard to have. Uh, right. So, Rory wrote Dean a letter, and uh, actually, it does the uh, nice thing of actually being in person when she gives it to him. So, uh, yay! Uh, <laughs> and uh, he gets more and more upset as he's reading it, and um, and then at the end of it. He says, is he really gone? And she says, yes. And then he invites her in for pot roast, mm-hmm. which, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? It's just that Jess just irritates him so bad that it's, it's all Jess. Yeah. It's all Jess. He's so, his, he's so emotionally upset about Jess. Well, <laughs> yeah, she probably explained in the letter that she was asked to tutor him and then they decided to get some ice cream and she let Jess drive and that Jess ended up crashing and so he's thinking without Jess being in the picture none of this would have happened and without Jess being in the picture they could go back to the way they used to be mm-hmm. um, unfortunately her heart has kind of changed so uh, it's not as easy as that but he's probably thinking Jess is gone. All right. Well, you know, we'll figure out the car and I'm, you know, upset about it. But what's going to be worse? Like him just constantly carrying on the anger or him just going, okay, you know, come in and have some pot roast, you know. Um, It's just something about like, you know, when you're, when you're in a relationship and you feel like you are at the low end of it or you're about to be dumped or whatever and you're super insecure, like you really have to be kind of aware of whether or not you're just going to be like a negative force every single time you're with the, with that person. So I think D- Dean is doing a good job of like, like, okay, I'm coming for pot roast. You know, it's all, everything's, everything's done. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. You know, so I can't her, push her away. Don't you know, push her away. Don't push her away. You can't constantly be the person that's just going to be like, like whenever she's around you, you're angry about something, mm-hmm. you know. So therefore, that's all she sees you as. Like I don't want to be with that person. Uh, they they're just constantly mad that something else is going on. Um, so I mean, good try, Dean. <laughs> Unfortunately, like they're like reading too much into it. I don't know. Like oh, maybe he's gonna be he's he's just holding it in. Maybe he's gonna be mad tomorrow. And Lorelai's trying like, well, maybe he's better than we thought. You know. <laughs> um. They're saying this to each other, by the way, while uh, Lorelai is wrapping uh, Rory's cast. Have you ever had to deal with this before? No, thank goodness. Oh, my daughter uh, Izzy, she uh, like did like had like a hairline fracture in her like pinky, 
Um, and he had to get like a full like arm cast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. But she was a dummy. She got like mad and punched one of our chairs and like, hit the hard plastic part of it. I was just like, oh, "What are you doing?" And then and then was screaming in pain. We had to bring her to the doctor. And yeah, she fractured her own pinky. Um, <laughs> she pulled an Adam Driver, but at, at the uh, at the chair and out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the wrapping of the cast. Oh God! Every time, every day in the shower. The oh my gosh! Wait, did they in the in the bleh, in the emergency room? Did they like question you? Like, did they think that maybe it could be a case of child oh, abuse? Child abuse? No, no. Matter of oh, fact, okay. I mean, the doctor we bring her to is actually in my wife's family, so she's oh, okay. completely like, oh, that Isabel. You know, I knew her about all her temper tantrums and stuff, and yeah. Mm. Uh, so I didn't have to worry about that, but yeah, it's just, it just the, the wrapping of the cast really brought me back, uh, to just, you know, that was probably like six months ago when it happened, but, um, oh, yeah, really? what, a pain, what a pain in the butt. Yeah. Like we had to wrap it completely. And then I'd have to teach her like, okay, you're going to take a shower. You're going to wash yourself with one hand and you're going to hold this cast up in the air and away from the shower. Because if you leave it by your side, you know, water running down your arm could find little tiny, you know, bubbles or whatever to get into under the plastic wrap and into the cast. And then is if it's all damp under there, it's got to be like rewrapped. And, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she didn't actually have a cast cast, a plaster cast. Um, uh-huh. She had like, uh, you know, ace bandage, like pretty much it was pretty much a cast. It was like a it was like a temporary cast. And uh-huh. it was on her, on her arm for probably like a month or so because it was such a small fracture. Oh, gosh. But it was a pain to get her in the shower. Yes, because doing all those things of getting a child in the shower is hard enough mm-hmm. without added complications. Oh, her mother tried wrapping the cast first and I took over because um, I don't know she did this thing where like she was wrapping it hard around her. The, uh, her upper arm to make sure that nothing would run in there, but mm-hmm. you the, cut the circulation off. Not not cut the circulation. Pulling on the hairs with the uh, on her arm with the, mm-hmm. the plastic wrap really like it was it made her like so upset, you know. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of have a compromise. Like, okay, it's not like super tight, but you need to hold your arm up and not hold it near the shower, the water at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> and then it's like, what's the point of even wrapping it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, but thank goodness that my child didn't play outside, was not active, was not, it's not a physical person. So she never got hurt and we never had to worry about things like <laughs> yeah, that. Here. Going I never, to the I never broke anything. <laughs> <laughs> when you're, when you lead a sedentary life, you don't have to worry about things like that. <laughs> you could strain yourself getting up. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Oh, so the next day, Lorelai leaves her business class and goes to Richard's office to try to help him get set up. She fixes the air. She fixes the phones. Yes. The, the messages. She takes calls. She takes Richard to Office Max. <laughs> Where the hell are your pens? Where does one get these things? I mean, wow. <laughs> exactly. Margie has done everything for him. Uh, I, I did like Richard's... Uh, First reaction in, in, in the office barn is like, no one needs all these options. It's oppressive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why do we – all these superstores, you know? Like, why is there so many different varieties of uh, – anyway. Mm-hmm. Lorla, what's the first thing you do when you get to the office in the morning? Well, I return my calls from Asia. That's right. You make coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, she kind of teaches him to think big. You know, he's he can't just think about like one thing. He can't just have one pen or two pens. He's got to have a whole box of them because those pens are going to go missing or 
Like not one ream of paper. You're gonna need a whole box of paper. Um, so, um, Stars Hollow gets a music shop. Yep, I'm like, great. I'm gonna have to buy a Don Powell book now. <laughs> Don Powell was like uh, the person who didn't get any credit for what's her name, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Dorothy, Dorothy, Dorothy. Hamill, uh, Gail, <laughs> uh, Dorothy uh, Parker. Parker, there we go. Yeah, that wrote Dorothy Parker's jokes. Um, I don't know who either yeah, of these people did, are, so it didn't bother. I, 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 Dorothy Parker was a, a a writer, and this Don Powell was a writer also, but didn't get credit. The credit that that Dorothy Parker got. Anyway, so yes, Lane and, Do- and Dory. Lane and Rory discover a new music store in Stars Hollow, and this is wonderful. This is so delightful. I love this so much. Sophie's Music, run by Sophie, who's played by, did you not know? Carol. It's Carol King. King, yeah. Uh, See, I'm not a Carol King fan. I'm not a fan either, but I know she sings a theme song with her daughter. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, she has this Broadway show. Yeah. I think it's touring now. But I'm just not, not in my, not, not within my radar. I don't, I'm just not a, not that I don't like her. I just don't, I'm just not, not interested. Well, she's a musician, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, it's interesting. They're making her into like a, well, I mean, she's got a business and it's not going to burn down at the end of the episode. You know, it's going (laughs) to, she's going to be, she's going to be back eventually. I don't know. Um, so I looked up her, uh, acting credits and she didn't really have any, but I thought she did really well. Um, Yeah. She was not distracting. Like I would, I would, I didn't think, oh, there's Carol King who doesn't act. Yeah. I just thought this just a, it's a cute cameo. It did have, I mean, so Lane gets obsessed with the, the drums and has to, she lets, Sophie lets her, uh, pretend to drum. But this is another case of, uh, there's a couple times. There's two things, two, two times I can think of immediately of the music, the, the soundtrack choice directing the scene. Like the first one, uh, that, that I forgot to mention was in, um, the, the driving scene with Jess and, um, uh, Rory, mm-hmm. um, Elastica's song, uh, the, I think it's like the car song or something like that is playing. And it's like, here we go again. I'm driving in your car. <laughs> like this, the lyrics are going on underneath the scene. It's like, okay, are you, I don't know. And then, and then in this scene, you mean like very on the nose, it really on the nose. Lyrics. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's because I know those songs, um, that I'm like, oh, that's really on the nose. Or if, like they just like go, okay, we're gonna put some sort of like driving theme song underneath this, and you know if people know the song, they know the song. But if not, it'll just kind of like color the scene with more driving or something. But in this scene, um, uh, Wilco's heavy metal drummer is playing, and uh, the whole lyric to that is like, you know, she fell in love with the drummer. She fell in love with the drummer, and and and, and it's all about Lane loving, falling in love with the drums, you know. So I was like, really, on the nose. <laughs> uh-huh. I like the songs. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, meanwhile. So Rory goes over to Taylor. And she, Rory wants to get in trouble. Rory wants. Yes. It to, to be it to be acknowledged that she messed up mm-hmm. or to not or to take the responsibility away from 
from Jess or something, she's tired of being Little Miss Perfect in town. Why? That's what it seems like. Why? Why? Why is she acting like she's responsible for this? She made the decision to have Jess drive her car and to keep driving. But other than that, <laughs> like, he crashed her car. I, I, I don't understand. And she hurt. She got hurt. You know, I, I don't understand how it's her fault. Is, is it because, like, everybody adores Rory and she feels like she should have a couple of, uh, you know, notches on her record for being involved in uh, something irresponsible? I, I don't know. But to me, this is evidence. It begins here and it goes all the way to the end of the episode. Rory was driving that car. So, like, why is why is Rory uh, uh, trying to um, apologize to Taylor here is because she feels bad that, you know, she had that accident. And uh, when he blames it all on Jess... I love that. Like the writers are like, we'll, we'll get a couple of cracks at uh, old uh, Milo Ventimiglia. We're going to call him a Sal Minio wannabe. And then we're like, Chachi and Chachi alone will be held responsible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we should, I don't know. This scene also made me think, man, Taylor should have like a book of like Taylorisms. Um, this is a three I wrote down. I hope you're not getting addicted to painkillers like those Hollywood people do. Okay, but so that that's like the beginning of it. But then he goes, "Pain is your body's way of telling you I'm not okay now, but I will be soon." <laughs> and then you don't. My favorite is you don't want to shut your body up too soon. That's called death. <laughs> I was like, "Wow." <laughs> uh, all right. Um, oh, my next note is I, I'm really liking Lorelai in her business attire. Hmm. Very, I know what you mean. I like those pants. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> so Kirk is trying to get Carol King to hire him because oh, there's a business. I must. Pre- it's like <laughs> Kirk is so afraid he's going to miss out on a job impl- opportunity. Right. It's so weird. Like they really mm-hmm. have to acknowledge that eventually. Like he, he works in so many different places. I mean, he does say, like, in the whole thing with the short film, like, yes, I know I do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, but, you know. Keeps I, me like, grounded with the common man or yeah, something like that, yeah, but I've yeah. got a, I've got a Kira Kurosawa in my soul or something. Like that. But we have to, like, acknowledge, like, okay, how does he do this? How often does he do it? Like, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it's very strange. It's very strange. Um, she won't let, Sophie won't let uh, Lane touch the drums. Right. She just pretends to. She pretends, yeah. Well, that was back Mm -hmm. in the other, yeah. Uh, And Lane says that, uh, Lane tells uh, Rory that she found her calling. And how are you going to buy the drum set? Where are you going to put it if you buy one? And then she goes and sits down with like a. Oh, it is adorable. Yeah, she's like, I'm a drummer. You know, I've discovered I'm a drummer. And she takes her drumsticks, hides them in the plant. And then, like, solemnly walks into the antique store, sits down, and, and sings, you know, the, the hymns yeah. in Korean. Yeah. Where are all these Korean people come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if they a, take a, turns. A they something. take turns meeting at different people's houses in the yeah. area. Yeah, towns. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Babette has a great little thing where she says, you know, every good woman, there's a wolf ready to lead her astray. And then 
creeps her out by talking about like a cult. Oh, she joined a cult once. <laughs> sounds sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Oh, oh God! Uh, another thing we kind of skipped past was the whole Lorelai answering the phone and uh, Richard didn't say anything about being married. <laughs> and Emily telling her she's crude and unprofessional, and Lorelai saying, "I'd like that on my tombstone, please." <laughs> And then she's, you know, Margie wrote everything down. Yeah. So uh, Karen is a great secretary, but unfortunately Richard is not interested. I think he's like very interested. This is he's he and his daughter working together would be an amazing thing for him. Mm-hmm. She does. She is so great at everything. Um, uh, but unfortunately, um, her daughter has her own job. And apparently at the beginning of the season, it seemed like she was thinking about opening an inn. Uh, we haven't heard about this for like uh, many months. <laughs> but, uh, and she doesn't say it here, but that's just that's what I'm thinking. Like, why doesn't she work with Richard? And she has plans of her own. Um, plans we haven't heard of in forever. But, um, and uh, Richard uh, is kind of hurt by this. And, um, oh yeah, we get a quick scene with... Uh, Lorelai and Rory trying other food and it just, it sucks. They like Luke's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Lorelai has to have her pre-Friday night dinner yeah. meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rory again is like, you know, Lorelai is blaming Jess and Rory gets upset. Like, why does everybody say that it's Jess's fault? And, yes. and again, I just She's like, down, he was driving. <laughs> yeah, it, well, Every, but everybody has got their mind made up about Jess. But Jess can like- do nothing right. He, of course, he was going to do this. He was going to hurt her, and uh, uh, you know. And Rory's like, "Why can't they see that I'm responsible for it?" And she's, "You're not a crash a car into a bench kind of girl." Right. Uh, yeah. This was just like the thing. Like, you, you, sorry. He was the one that lost control of the car. Like, if you're a driver of a car, you are responsible. Uh, unfortunately, I think the only thing we can hold Rory at fault for is allowing somebody to drive her car that wasn't responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it all makes sense because Rory is feeling guilty because she was driving and just left town because of it to take the blame. Okay, I, I'm anxious to. I, this I is, can see. Again, I can see your point. So again, we'll we'll see what happens. Why is Rory constantly asking, telling people like why? Why is everybody so mad at Jess? You know. Uh, all right. Uh, so we go to the office launch party. The place is very cramped. Uh, but Karen is hired, and Richard's landed a huge deal. And uh, um, she scored. He scored a deal, and he bagged the Swede. Bagged the Swede. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and Lorelai congratulates Richard, and he says she's no, and then dot dot dot, and then says Margie, uh, but we'll see, you know, which you know he really she's prefer no you. he prefer Lorelai work with him, but you know mm-hmm. he'll settle for Karen. Uh, and then Emily freaks out about Rory's arm and starts to blame it on the death mobile <laughs> that Richard <laughs> told her about. But then finds out it was Jess. And wow, Emily really was like, I thought you were going to keep that boy away from her. And she, of course, this is now Lorelai's fault. Then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and Rory again is like, I gave him the keys. I told him to drive on. It's just as much my fault. And I'm not a mindless idiot being led around by a guy. And yeah, it gets even more of an argument with Lorelai outside the party. And... Um, and and Rory says, "What if it was Dean?" And 
more lies is Dean wouldn't have gotten into an accident. <laughs> Which I'm like, all right, all right, Laura, I were behind you for a little bit there, but now it's like you're not saying correct things here. You're not saying like, what if it was Dean? Rational. You're not yeah. saying rational things. What if it was Dean? I'd be mad at Dean too. Like you could say mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, but uh, I like this. You know, I like that Lorelai kind of like uh, in the end kind of stands up for like, listen, you don't get to dictate who I'm mad at. And especially like if my daughter comes home broken, I get to hate the person that broke my daughter. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I win, he's gone, and I get to hate him forever. Like it's a bit dramatic, but it's also like, listen, kid, like <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. You don't get to tell me who I get have to like and who I have to hate. <laughs> <laughs> who I don't get to hate, you know. I, I don't know. I don't like that. Like Rory is like telling telling her her mother like what her emotions need to be or who who she needs to be blaming, you know. Who, who yeah. should go easy? I don't know. And I feel like this is a huge moment because you know, like I said, Rory's such a passive character. She she is tired of being that put up that care that person that the everybody puts on a pedestal, right? And can do no wrong. I think this is a huge turning point. This is, uh, yeah, and this is kind of interrupted by the whole, you know, Lane in the music store. Carol King sets her up to drum, but in the dark, so her mom yeah. is here. Because, yeah, because her mom sometimes walks that way after Bible study. It's cute. I like the whole, like, I'm so ready to rock. Just let me rock. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. I'd be like, you're going to buy the drums you're about to beat on, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like this yeah, is a music store. This is not deal. like a... She's like, Music practice space. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not in business. Yeah, because Lane says, I got a deal for you. I'll come in on Fridays and whatevers and practice. Like, what What does Sophie get out of that? She gets nothing out of that. Nope. You're going to tear up my... I'm assuming my, the deal is paying for the drums by oh, through, like, labor and stuff like that. She Yeah, she said, well, she tells her, you know, I'll stock, I'll do this, I'll do that. She says, I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. Will it be cash or charge? <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe Lane will f- find some way to make some money to to bomb. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be like, sorry, you can't beat on these drums, you know, at, at night after night because uh, I need to sell them. <laughs> you see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, here we go. Here is, right here, my thesis. My okay. Decla- my declarative statement. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, Luke comes home from his trip. And Rory goes to talk to him, and it's sweet, you know. He's offers her coffee, and you know, and they he knows exactly what she needs. Yep, coffee and, and a donut. You know, she wants to know if Jess is just got home okay, and you know he did, and and then she says it's not Jess's fault, and Luke says I know it wasn't. So that to me is verification that Rory was driving. That Jess told Luke. The real story. Yep, Luke knows the real story. That Luke and that the only people that know the real story are Rory and Luke. Yep. Uh, now you know this could be me completely misreading it as like you know it was Rory just an accident. He didn't do it on purpose. Things happen. It was and Rory finally getting the answer, getting from some from somebody what she's always wanted is that she shares in the blame. Mm-hmm. But. To me, I think it wasn't his fault. I know it wasn't. Says to me, Jess was driving. Because like throughout the, I was like throughout the episode, I have in my notes like over and over again. Why? Why does Rory constantly 
try to say like, you know, it, don't be upset with Jess. Don't be, you know, other than just merely defending him. But still, it's like, yeah, sorry. The kid was driving your car and got in an accident and hurt you. The people get to be mad at him. Um, mm-hmm. Unless she's got this guilt because Jess basically, when the tow truck came, said that maybe told like Taylor or you know whoever that he was. Driving. He talked to the police because yeah, at the at the hospital, Rory said that Jess uh, talked to the police. Right. So he so said maybe he took they the blame. did. They talked to the police and he took the blame. So I don't know. I I, I see what you're. I never would have. That never would have dawned on me. But I see you're making a good point. So I can't wait to watch the next, the final two episodes yeah. and see to see if Jess comes back. If you know how this how this ends, how the story ends. I'm getting the idea. By the way, you're reacting that maybe I am misreading this, but I, this is just no. I, I don't remember. No, I don't, don't remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, that's it for Help On, and that's it for this week of oh, We Don't Want to Wait. We're going to get back to our holiday festivities and come back to you again, folks, uh, talking about the final two episodes of uh, Gilmore Girl Season 2, which will Laura only take lies. us about a half an hour uh, to talk yeah, about. Sh- yeah. Mm, yeah, we're going to fly right through those two one. episodes. <laughs> yeah, Lorelai's graduation day, and I can't get started. wonder what that means. Uh, well, it sounds like Lorelai's going to graduate. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty obvious. Oh, you mean the yeah. other one? Um, I can't get started. <laughs> I can't get started. Uh, who wants to start? I can't get started. That's a weird one to try mm-hmm. to... I can't get started. Wow. I, I'm i a little... I don't know. Maybe Lorelai's I mean, again trying to like going... Maybe we come back with Lorelai now having her business degree, deciding to open up the inn, but has a hard time getting it started. Or not, you know, or purchasing me in and, and getting it started. I don't know. How would that affect, how would that be with Rory? Which I believe, are, are they saying, they're saying that, um, okay, so Jess was uh, flunking and have to do 11th grade again, so he couldn't be a senior next year. So I'm assuming that Rory's in 11th grade too. And because if she's going to tutor him, she's got to be in the same grade, I'm assuming. And so that means that Rory is going to be a senior next year too. Hmm. How would that I can't get started have anything to do with Rory graduating from 11th grade and going into senior? I don't know. I'm assuming the episode title has to do with one of them. It can't be with somebody else because it's a season finale. So I don't know. I can't get started. Interesting. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but my cat is very frustrated. He can't live, leave this room. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, thank you folks for putting up with him yelling in the background the last like 20 minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, happy holiday stuff. Hope you have a great one to you as well. And to our listeners, happy holidays and have a great Gilmore Christmas. Have a <laughs> or, stress-free couple of weeks. May the may the snow make you as happy as it makes Lorelai. <laughs> make it may it not make you as horny as it makes Lorelai. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it doesn't snow here. <laughs> we will not see snow. Well, you never know. You know, Christmas miracle. You mm. get snow in Alabama. Probably not. I did see snow in New York. Just very little of it. Some sleet. So, yeah, next week we're going to find out Rory crashed a car and Chris and Sherry broken up. Okay. So, all right. My, I, I, I'm not going to bet on it, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we? 
la 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 la